Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Podcast. My name is Tim Baker, and I'll be guest hosting again today. Uh, really happy to be guest hosting and just as happy to introduce our returning guest for today, Mark Pavlopoulos. Mark is a Silicon Valley software executive with more than 15 years of experience in building tech startups. He's the founder and CEO of Syndesis, and Syndesis builds engineering teams in Canada for U.S. tech companies. Syndesis also offers PEO, or Professional Employer Organization Services, to U.S. companies seeking to hire workers in Canada. So, Mark, welcome back to the HR Chat Podcast. Thank you, Tim. It's a pleasure to be back on the show again. So, Mark, you've been on the podcast before talking about the opportunities that a PEO offers for Canadian workers and U.S. tech companies. Can you just give us a quick overview again of uh, who and what is Syndesis? Syndesis is two things. On one hand, it's recruiting. We build engineering teams in Canada for tech um, companies in the U.S. Um, but the bigger focus of the business and what we'll be talking about here is the remote employment side, the professional employment organization or PEO uh, that we've built. Uh, we basically enable, from a Canadian worker perspective, enables them to work remotely for a U.S. company. So um, it reverses the brain drain, allows Canadians to stay in, to stay at home, work from home, but be working remotely for a U.S. tech company. Uh, that gives a chance to interesting work. They uh, also get the legal employment structure instead of just being a contractor and all the um, more randomness of, of that type of an arrangement. Syndesis hires them as employees. They have provincially legal contracts uh, to sign. There allows them to receive things like healthcare programs, uh, supplemental healthcare, direct deposit, all, all the benefits of being an employee. Um, for an American company, which doesn't have a presence in Canada and can't provide that for them. A lot of security comes from that kind of an arrangement. And from the U.S. company side, it gives them basically almost the same benefits. It allows them to know that the worker they're hiring in Canada is on their team, has a Canadian compliant legal contract, not a California or New York contract that a lot of U.S. companies will do because they don't understand Canadian employment law. It allows them to operate legally, allows them to easily transfer money across the border to pay the Canadian worker. Uh, they also know that the, the Canadian worker is being, we're collecting and remitting all taxes of the CRA. So it's basically a convenient legal structure to bring two groups of people together. U.S. companies looking to employ Canadians and Canadians looking to work remotely for U.S. companies. It's time to transform your workplace for good. Espresso.com is the first culture benefits platform designed to help create total community, well-being, and recognition, and with an experience that HR and people love. Join companies like Pinterest, Tesla, Box, and ServiceNow who are already using Espresso to make their cultures happier and healthier. Espresso.com is total well-being and culture benefits reimagined. That's E-S-P-R-E-S-A dot com and request a demo today. The people power is in the platform. Let's talk about the obvious that's happening right now. We're in the midst of a global pandemic. Tell us about the effects uh, that that has on Canadian workers that maybe had plans to move to and live and work in the U.S. with a TN visa. Yeah, this is, Tim, this just came up 
uh, this is a new use case we obviously hadn't seen before. So we started getting inquiries from tech companies in the US. Um, you know, every year, the 10 to 15,000 uh, tech workers get, you know, get TN visas. It's a work visa allows allows them to um, work in the US. Well, for a few reasons right now, though that visa process has slowed down. It's, you know, there's challenges around crossing the border right now. And lastly, it's unsafe. If you had a job offer for a, an investment bank in New York, obviously you worked very hard to get that job offer and you were planning on moving, but it's the wrong time to move. So what we realized is, is we've had a lot of inquiries coming up of people saying, here's the situation. We would like for this person to come down when it's safe and when immigration's processing it again, uh, but definitely want to, how can we employ them remotely? Their start date is next week, next month. Maybe they're a grad and they're coming out of University of Waterloo and their job is going to be starting um, a week or two after graduation. Having a PEO allows the company in the U.S. to remotely employ the Canadian, basically saying, let's one or two or three months, let's get you working let's get this handled. And when it's safe to come to the US, then you can drive down or fly down and get your apartment and show up at the office. But in the meantime, COVID requires us to work from home. It's the safer approach, border closing, et cetera. PEO is a perfect solution to allow the Canadian to keep that um, great job that they work very hard for. And their US employer allows them to get started with the worker remotely in a PEO structure and then move them to the US with the right time. That's great. So, so not only is, you know, the PEO uh, a potential or a, I guess a permanent solution in most cases, but now you're seeing the opportunities to leverage it as, or to, you know, offer opportunities actually to Canadians and U.S. companies to use it more, uh, even at a temporary basis uh, based on what's going on. So let's back up just a little bit for those that might not uh, no, explain to us just a little bit. You touched on it. Uh, what is a TN visa and how many people get them every year and, and how does that work? TN visa is, it's a work visa put in specifically in place as a result of NAFTA, which it's been renamed recently, but it's basically the same idea. It's for Canadian or Mexican professionals, allows them, and this can be tech, finance, uh, accounting, it allows them to work in the U.S. and get a work visa. It's typically awarded for two years. The, we'll focus on the on Canadians coming to the U.S. I mentioned earlier, there's between ten and fifteen thousand every year come down. The process it's it's a unique visa. Everyone else coming to the U.S. for a work visa needs an H-1B. Um, there's definitely some challenges around getting those. TN visa still got its own challenges, but the process to get one is quite straightforward. You bring your information packet, uh, your it can be your CV, your job offer, your credentials, your your uh, degree. You would bring all the information required to get the TN visa to a border um, crossing. Some people go to the physical border. Others, this could be at Pearson Airport in Toronto. You meet with an American immigration official. And you say, hey, I'm applying for a TN. Um, here's all my information. And in a perfect world, the officer looks through it all and says, it's great. All the I see your job offer here. That's the right category. I see your, your forms are filled out correctly. I see your credentials match up, interview, you pass the interview, you proceed into the U.S. You get on that flight and you, you land in New York or Austin or San Francisco and you start looking, you start your new job and set up an apartment, et cetera. Right now, what's different is U.S. immigration slowed down. 
um, due to COVID, there are challenges around obviously trend, trend, transitioning between countries. Um, there are reductions on flights. Also, there is for U.S. immigration does not want to be having face-to-face -face interviews for the for TN visas, so there's been a slowdown there. And it's unsafe to look for an apartment in most U.S. cities upon landing here. Basically, that's the the TN visa process. It it's temporarily affected by COVID. Um, hopefully things resume. Um, the, the best case scenario would be that things pick back up, border opens up, it's safe in the summer, but no one from U.S. immigration is quite saying yet, yes, this is when things return to normal. It's very fluid. So what you basically have is an uncertain situation versus a certain situation like a job offer and a start date that was supposed to be in the U.S. You may not be able to hit that. Uh, that's why we're coming up with another solution for people in this unique scenario. Yeah, so this, so what's happening right now with the pandemic is obviously having a, a, a direct impact on those U.S. companies that already have plans in place to hire Canadian workers, maybe you know even new graduates or or, or that. So, tell, explain a little bit more about what what the direct impacts it's having. Yeah, um, we'll start with the companies first. So. I think one great example would be the university graduates from the top Canadian schools in computer science. So, you know, Waterloo, UBC, University of Toronto, you know, many other Canadian schools, the US companies figured out long ago that these are, they're, they're great programs, um, exceptional engineering schools in Canada. So they Initially, they'll work with the uh, co-ops coming out, uh, interns to learn more about the students. But when it's graduation time, the U.S. companies are very, very active with recruiting. They have expectations around hiring the best and brightest from Canadian schools. And so there's an expectation come you know, May and June graduation time. That's when they're going to be filling their ranks with thousands of Canadian grads. So the direct effect on U.S. companies is those of those students are graduating and they're sitting on the wrong side of the border. They were supposed to move to the office in Boston, LA, Silicon Valley, and they can't. So right away you have a hiring challenge then of people who, you know, earned the right, passed all, you know, got their offers from some of them months ago, are slated to start and can't. So that puts a hole into companies' operating plans. It, it you could say it's the same scenario anywhere. You you go through a detailed interview process, you find the right person. And then the situation comes up where you just can't bring them across the border. Doesn't nullify the decision you made, doesn't nullify all the work you put into it. It just becomes a logistical challenge, but you know you have the right person. We now we know now the PEO solution for long term. The obvious right now is is what you're saying is it can be a short-term solution to or for US companies or even the Canadian workers that are now seeing this uh, situation where they had plans to cross the border, they had plans to go down to the U.S., whether it be on a, an internship or a co-op or, you know, for a year or two. What's the, uh, those are, and so now you're looking at the, the PEO as, as, a, as a solution for interns. So what happens if a U.S. company then all of a sudden says, Oh, okay, great. We can employ this person, have this person employed in Canada by Syndesis, and it's short term. What happens then when things, whenever that might be, open up again and people are allowed to travel for work or or whatever it might be? What happens at that point? 
then the, the model, Tim, is very flexible. It's so we're giving we're, we provide full time um, legal employment, but that can be short term. So the we we're we leave the agreements open ended. So what we're picturing happening is July, August. You know, we hear about the summer effect. We hear about you know is that the time where infections go down. If you could look and say, yes, there may be a window of time where it'd be safe to travel, where U.S. immigration resumes again, you know, our structure, our, our contractual structure allows for short-term employment. In that case, we would terminate the worker. Um, obviously not, you know, you know, not, not any, you know, use that, that word loosely, but basically their relation, their, their employment relationship would terminate. Well, we, you know, this happens all the time. It terminates on one day. And then they get a matching offer letter that they start work in the U.S. the next day. So there may be a gap of a week or two while the person transitions down. That can all be worked out. But they basically will start their U.S. company when the U.S. company is ready to have them physically on site. So we leave that open. We don't know when that is. So we're thinking this is a short-term arrangement. We're hoping for the sake of the Canadian workers and, and the U.S. companies, this is short-term and that we can all get back to working in offices and people can transition down to, to the U.S. to start their jobs in person. If it's two or three months, we can facilitate that. If it turned out to be longer, you know, we have people on payroll for years. We're basically a flexible arrangement. What, do, what works best for the company and the worker? That's great. So it's, it's, it's a transition then when, when things start to open up again and, and things are ready to, you know, sort of, quote, get back to normal. So the Canadian worker, Okay, while these border restrictions are on and the visa challenges, how does this help them, the Canadian worker, in more ways than just the actual job itself? Yeah, I think from their perspective, it's a, it's a time of uncertainty, and I'm 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 going to again go to the the graduate coming out of of a computer science school because I think that that's that's one of the largest groups that's moving to the U.S. So for them, it's a, it's a time of uncertainty. They're, they're holding an offer letter. They're looking at it. They can see it. They earned it. They did everything right. And, you know, it's a tough economy, but for a lot of these bigger companies that hired them, there's an expectation of, no, I can do this work. I, I earned this job. So I want to be able to take the uncertainty away in the situation and say, you did. And temporary situation comes up. It's not going to allow you to be there in person. But all these tech companies, Every single one of them has a provision to work from home, and their whole teams right now are at home across the U.S. So basically, it allows the Canadian worker to say, "You're you're not going to lose this opportunity. You know, you you have that amazing job at a Silicon Valley tech company, or you're going to Wall Street to work for a boutique investment bank. You can still do that, but instead of sitting in a remote apartment, you know, working from your new apartment in San Francisco or New York, work from your 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 current place in Canada. You got your dream job. Get ramped up." Uh, you have a legal structure that's going to pay you. You're going to be paid in Canadian dollars. You're going to be taken care of with a legal contract. Uh, you, you know, you can get started on your work and the PEO makes all the background challenges around getting paid work, getting provision, your laptop for work, all those things go away. You can just focus on, you have an opportunity and you can go do it. We want to acknowledge that the, the graduates coming out a lot of hard work over the years went into getting this opportunity in the U.S. It shouldn't be taken away. It's just a temporary speed bump around crossing the border. Once that's solved, they can go. We just want to help them get started. And this, is, I think, is 
is a great opportunity to kind of keep things moving forward in face of what's happening right now, uh, you know, employment, the economy, what's, what else is really important about this solution right now? We're, we're going through, you know, a recession. Yeah, this, uh, I've been in tech for almost two decades and I, I remember .com, I remember 9-11, I remember the effects of 2009. So what, what a lot of the students are going to be feeling is they're going to notice, they're going to see friends around them having offer letters pulled. They're going to hear about companies putting everything on hold. But if you're holding an offer from a U.S. company that's doing well, you, it's like a golden ticket. You're holding that. You're looking at that saying, my offer still stands. I've got it. Um, I just have a challenge around starting it. So I think in this time of uncertainty to know that a job you earned isn't going to go away because you can't physically get down, down there to start, every job at this point counts. And it's not like it used to be where you'd say, oh, well, the U.S. job offer went away. That's no problem. I'll just plug in another offer. I, I, I will find multiple things. You know, it's, it's a great time for grads. It was 90 and 120 days ago. It won't be for the rest of this year, unfortunately. So having that job offer for the U.S. company and having them still honoring it, you need to do everything possible to secure that to make sure you, in this case, even propose to the U.S. company, hey, I can work remotely from Canada. Uh, PEO would help me out. Let's get started. Let's you know get get me through orientation. Let's let's get going on this job because job offers are going to are uh, in this economy a very rare and precious thing. This uh, this is really important, especially right now. And I think that um, uh, my hope is is that many U.S. companies that are are facing these challenges that we're talking about and the um, you know the new graduates, the young professionals that have these opportunities that have been put on hold that they, that they are made aware of these opportunities. I think it's a great, it's a, it's almost a nice uh, bridge um, to, to keep things moving forward. And I think that's so important right now during this time. So that's, uh, this has been fantastic. We're coming to the end of our time. Uh, I think there's probably so much more we could talk about. Uh, I'm sure that, if people do want more information that they should have a way to get a hold of you. Uh, do you want to give us, give us the best way to get in touch with, with you, Mark and with, uh, Absolutely. Uh, the website is syndesis.com. It's S Y N D E S U S.com. There's a place on the website where you can book a consultation appointment, or you can just reach out to me on my email. Uh, Mark at syndesis.com, M-A-R-C at syndesis.com can handle questions for you. And I would, and Tim, I, I, I get questions from both sides. I get workers contacting me or people who have office offers from Canada saying, how would this work? Walk me through this from my perspective. And then the result from those phone calls is you know, the Canadian worker says, I got this. This makes total sense. I'm going to connect, connect you with my employer. Please explain it to them. They're the one that's going to be signing up for this. Or on the other side, it can be the company saying, we want to hire, you know, how do we do this? What, what's the right way for us to employ a Canadian worker? So I, we get inquiries from both sides. Happy to talk to anyone and walk them through this and help them out. That's great. Thanks so much for that. So thanks again, uh, for, again once again, for taking the time to speak with us, especially um, with the more immediate solutions, uh, given the global situation. And uh, so it was really a, a pleasure having you on the show again. Tim, thank you. Thank you very much for setting this up and for making the time to speak with me. I appreciate it. 
Absolutely. And for our listeners out there, uh, that is it for another episode of the HR Chat Podcast. Once again, my guest has been Mark Pavlopoulos of Syndesis. I'm Tim Baker, your guest host. And as always, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.